As you are sitting down, tell God it is time to hear your word. Lord, come and talk to me yourself. Tell God to speak to your, his word into your life. That whatever you are going to hear today, let it be from his throne. And it shall go into your life. And it shall benefit you and your family from generation to generation in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let's clap for God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last week, pastor asked one question that, is there anybody here that don't have talent? I want to repeat that question. Don't answer me. If you know you don't have talent, begin to look at yourself. So at the end of the day, you see whether you are using your talent, whether your talent is going the right direction, or you just have it, you don't know. Praise the Lord. So as I'm going with this message, link this question together at the end of the day. God bless you. There are two explorers, two explorers who, who were in a jungle safari for, um, to take record of some animals in Africa, somewhere in Africa. This explorer, as they were going, suddenly a ferocious lion jumped in front of them. Then the first one said, keep calm, keep calm. He whispered to him. Remember what we read in that book of wild animals. If you stand perfectly and still and look the lion in the eyes, it will turn and run. Then the second one replied, sure, replied the companion. You have read the book. I've read the book. But has the lion read the book? What am I trying to say here is that I don't know if you have been ter uh, terrified with situation. I don't know if you have been afraid of something. Let's look at it this way. As beam of light suddenly flashed to your eyes, that when the beam of light off, you are blinded. You cannot even see anything. Have you experienced it? Good. This is how we are when problems hit us. At times, we don't even know what to do. The problem comes in such a way that it hits you like a beam of light or flash of light that it blindfolded you. And at that time, you don't know what to do. You cannot see anything. You can't see past anything. All you see before you is just darkness. So, the main question here is that when you are hit hard with problem, what, what do you do? What action, what step do you take when you are hit hard with problem? And how do you overcome it? Now, when you are facing giant, problems are like giant. How do you face that giant? What step do you take to face that giant? I just want to refresh our memory with, this, with today's message. Because I remember when I was in um, Friday, um, 
not Friday, it's Sunday now. Children's class, rather. In those days, our teachers used to tell us the story in the Bible. We are always eager to listen to them. Because there are some beautiful stories in the Bible that when you see the children down and they are listening to you, immediately you start that story, even if they have heard it before. They want to listen again. And this story is what all of you know about. To God be the glory, there's a specific town in Nigeria that if you, are, if you are sad, but if you sit with somebody from this city, if you talk two or three things, you have to laugh. That is Ibadan City in Nigeria. They are so funny that whenever they talk, I'm telling you, no matter be the situation with you, you, you must laugh. This is going from generation to generation in that city. So the story of David and uh, Goliath was told by the, somebody from this city to me because I grown up from that city. The way the story was polished as a child, as a small boy, I keep imagining. Uh, we always ask the woman, she was a woman, that we want to hear this story again. We all know where this story of David and Goliath. That is the one many of us, like I said, grew up with in children's class or Sunday school. It is a story of the underdog winning and winning against the same odd. That is story of David and Goliath. It illustrates how to tackle a giant, a giant, giant problem in our life. Now, why I ask the first question is that, do you have talent? Because my, my teacher there made me believe that David was talented in what we call catapult in Nigeria. Even if he closed his eyes and fired his catapult, he will hit the target. He made me believe that, and I believe it that time, even up to now. So if you have your own talent, it means if you use it judiciously, you will be able to make your target. Praise the Lord. So we will be, my topic today is recognize what you have and face your giant. Recognize what you have and face your giant. When we are talking of what you have, if you look at uh, Moses, he has something. He has the staff. He used the staff for so many things. God asked him to strike that staff into the sea, and the tea parted. He dropped the staff, he changed to, the, to snake. Even when the other people from Pharaoh came in, they did the same thing, but power passed power. His snakes swallowed all other snakes. At the end of the day, he was the only one who had the staff back. If you look at King Solomon, he was very talented in wisdom. And he used that to the glory of God. To date, no one has been registered as, as, as wise as King Solomon. So now begin to look at your own talent. Is it you know how to sing? Is it you know how to talk? Are you using that talent 
to face what you have? Or are you using your talent negatively? Are you using it to bring people down? You must use your talent to face your giant. But it's not just I know how to sing and uh, you think you can use it anyhow to face your giant. Your talent must be anointed by the God. It is when we have the hand of God upon your talent that it will work out the way you want it to work out. When Moses dropped his staff, he can drop it, may not unto anything. But because the hand of God is upon it, that is why it was able to perform those things that he did. We are talking Solomon was very wise. If the hand of God is not with him, if the spirit of God is not with him, he won't be able to exercise those power that he, he, he has done. The judgment he has given. So whatever be your talent, see how you will push his power before God so that God will anoint it with more power. Praise the Lord. So David defeated Goliath with just sling and a rock. He killed him without using a sword. That is how 1 Samuel 17, 58, contemporary English I've just read. If you go to NIV, it says, David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed kill him. Now, the question is how and why? Because David recognized what he had, you can also recognize what you have and face your giant. But most time we often focus on what we don't have. How big our obstacles are. We even talk about economy, that economy is bad. Economy is bad. Some say, I don't have the connection. Some say, I've got this problem. I don't have anybody to help me. These are the things that we keep saying. Some even say, I have a dream. I've got a dream, but I don't have the resources. One day I was going through the WhatsApp message from a particular group. They talk about someone who started from supplying small oil. Oil, that is, I'm talking of uh, petrol and the other things, not red oil or um, the other oil. He decided to start supplying oil to some company with borrowed money, little money. Today, that person is one of the biggest oil companies in Nigeria. So also when you are complaining, you have this dream, and you, have, you want to do this, you want to do that, you don't have resources. It's because you want to start from the top. You cannot climb a tree from the top. You need to start from the scratch. Identify what you have. The truth is that everything you need to fulfill your destiny is within your reach. It's only you are looking somewhere else. It may not look extraordinary, but you have what it takes to reach your destination. You have that potential in you to reach where God wants you to be. So, back to David and Goliath's story. This David and Goliath story demonstrates how to tackle the giant in our life. 
as you can see from the picture, the giant in our life. But when you are facing this giant, the giant can intimidate you. It can intimidate you that you'll be so afraid. That's why I said, like the lion that came into the front of those two explorers. They were going for, for animal to, to, to get some information about them. Lion is also, a, is also an animal. Because where they are, they, they know that they will see lion, they will see rat. But the first one came, and they were confused. Let's open our Bible to um, 1 Samuel 17, verse 4. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg Pray, arm. Praise the Lord, brother. It's okay. In verse 4, we get the appearance of Goliath. He's an experienced military champion of that particular country. And he stepped out for the battle. His description is about nine feet. So I said nine feet should be around three meters, which is the height of a normal house. So you can look at somebody that if he stands from here, he can pick something from this up gallery. It's very huge, very giant. He stepped out. He looks scary. He has the bronze protector, the helmet, the heavy coat. Even with the leggings, the bronze leggings were also there. And beyond that also, if you read further, he has somebody who carries his shield for him, who carries some other things, which means if, he's, if he runs out of ammunition, somebody is there to get it for him. Let's jump to verse 8 and see what happened. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose Go one. Praise the Lord, brother. Goliath challenged the Israeli. He challenged the Israeli soldiers. Standing down in the valley, he demanded for someone to face him. Before I go further, let me bring you back. That place of battle is like two hills. Israel was at one side, while Philistines were at the other side. Then the middle is like it's a valley. And normally, anybody that comes down to the valley is very is a target. Because somebody, if you look today, when the snipers are firing their gun, they stop on they will stay at top of the of the, of the building, not on the ground. But Goliath was so confident that he came into the valley. A valley is a land between two hills, a low land. Maybe where the water runs through, a valley. So he came to where he can be targeted and busted, challenged the Israeli soldiers that, look, let one of you come down and fight me. But what happened? Verse 11. When Saul... And the Israelites heard this. They were terrified and deeply shaken. They were terrified and deeply shaken. 
Just by Goliath's voice. This is how your giant appeared to you. The giant will come into your way. You begin to shake him. You begin to shake. You'll be terrified. When this giant appeared to you, brethren, you don't need to be afraid because you have somebody behind you. And talking of the giant, or before then, just because they knew that Goliath was a champion, they were so afraid, they were all paralyzed with fear. Is your giant paralyzing you? Is it giving you psychological effect? Begin to look at your talent, how to use it to counter your, your giant in life. Brother, can you move to verse 16? For 40 days, every morning and evening. For 40 days, every morning and evening, what happened? The Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. 40 multiplied by 2. 80 times. 80 times Goliath come and intimidate the Israelites. I'm still talking of when you face your giant, intimidation will come. You don't need to look at that side of intimidation. Just like Goliath, 80 times, 40 days. Is, can we just imagine whether it is battle or they just went there for picnic? Because every 40 days, uh, for, for, from first day to the 40 days, he was terrorizing them. He was intimidating them. What is that thing in your life? What is that issue? Where is that area that you are being? I think I can hear some echo from you. What is that area that you are being intimidated? Goliath comes in many form and shape. Brethren, attack is best defense. Attack is best defense. If you wait for your enemy to come, then he will push you to one corner. But when he realizes that you, you are prepared to fight back, he will have a step back. He will think twice before coming to you. So, talking of this giant, your giant may be an overwhelming set of circumstances, unemployment, or a situation with your employment, or a pers personality in your working place. It might be debt. Maybe you have overspent your credit card, or you're in your own account, there is no money. That might be of concern to you. It might be disease or a terminal condition. It might be depression, danger, abandonment, or rejection. Maybe you, are, you thought you have been abandoned by people. It might be abuse. You might have been abused before. Or you are still being abused. These are the giants that people are facing. It might be tragedy that has happened in the past. It might be weakness or inability to reach certain things or to do certain things. It might be a broken relationship. Again, it might be an addiction. Maybe you are addicted to something and you are trying to pull yourself out. These are giants that will keep coming. Abishua's sin are also giants. Each time you are trying to get out from it, it keeps intimidating you that you cannot go. It might be temptation. It might be past failure. 
that is tormenting you. It might be discouragement or even anger. You get annoyed easily. All this Goliath may meet you in the valley of your weakness. This type of Goliath always recognizes your weakness point. But you don't allow it to continue to intimidate you. You use that talent that God has given unto you. By coming closer to God, by presenting it before God so that God can anoint it. If you don't have the anointing of God, don't just face giant anyhow. Praise the Lord. Uh, because of our time, let's move to verse 23. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Praise the Lord. Now, because they were so afraid, because they were terrified, Goliath has now moved towards them. He has come down. He came out. And this is what giants do in our life. When you allow giant to, if you allow giant to take over your life, it will dominate your thoughts. They will steal your joy. They will take the peace away from you. Whatever be the situation, that you allow it more. You give time. You give that situation time. You give it enough chance. You are not praying about it. You are not defending it. Then it will dominate your thoughts. Each time you are thinking, it will come to your, to your thought. If it steal your memory, steal your joy, it, 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 you, can, you can't afford to tolerate um, giant brethren. All you need to do is to get it killed. How do you get it killed? By thinking of what you have to face the giant. So meanwhile, while this simulation was going on, somewhere in the feed, a little boy was sent to go and give food. To go and give food to, the, to his uh, brothers. And that is David. So as far as when you face your giant, that it will intimidate you. Uh, intimidate you, you ne still need to fight that battle. And that, this battle can be a lonely battle. It can be the battle that you fight alone. This is coming from um, 17, 1 Samuel 17, from 20 to 39 we'll be looking at now. So please bring yourself down to that side. At that time, in, at that point in time, during the Goliath and David, one of the tactics is that you select somebody from this side, select somebody from this side, the two of them will fight. And whosoever wins has won the battle. Because Goliath realized that he, he was a champion. He used that tactics. So what tactics is your giant using? You need to think of it. What is the tactics your, that your giant is using to intimidate you? Brethren, for 40 days, Goliath has issued his provo provocation only to be met with frightening grumblers. I recall them well as like uh, our political commentators used to say. The grumblers, they were grumbled, they were willing. They couldn't do anything. Even before the battle even starts, once they lay their eyes on Goliath, all they can see is the physical, that they are going to be slaughtered. They were scared. 
Brethren, you have the God with you. Don't be scared. Put every giant in your life before God. One of the things you have is prayer. You can pray. And God will hearken to your prayer. But at this point, one thing that is, when I was going through this, something came to my mind that I will let you know also. The children of Israel, they were wandering around for how many days before they get to promised land? Or how many years? 40 years. Again, now, how many days they were terrorized? 40 days. So what has 40 got to do with them? 40 days. 40 years. In your own life too, how is it coming? Is it every hour? Is it every day? Is it yearly? How is this giant coming into you? That is why you need to fight back. But on the 41st day, changes came. And the question is this. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the army of the living God? David was talking there. If you look at verse uh, 26, brother, read 26. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? You see, price tag is now on it. Even the king has declared, as far as you can defeat this man, these are the rewards. At the point of breakthrough, let, before, before I say this, realize that David had been anointed as a king. In chapter 16, verse 12 to 13, David has been anointed. So, now he's there. That an, the, for him to become king, now there is an obstacle before him. This is a giant before him. But because he knows who he believes, and uh, he challenged that accuser. Revelation 12, 10. Because at the point of your breakthrough, the accuser will always show up. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across heaven. It has come, last salvation and power and the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters have been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before God day and night. Now, can we say God was not with the uh, children of Israel? But Goliath came and started to accuse them. So what am I saying here is that for you, when you are fighting your battle, it is not over until it is over. Just like that song, Christian, seek not yet repose. Hear thy guardian angel say, Now thou art in the midst of foes. Wash and pray. You have to wash and pray. Because you are surrounded by foes. The children of Israel, in that particular place, they were not surrounded. They were on the other part. But they cannot come down. Because they were afraid. Don't allow your giant to cage you. Fight back with what you have. 
Giant can also show up at the verge of God's plans for your life. When something good is about to happen, giant can show up. It's left for you to find back. Again, you can be distracted. If you look at verse 28. So but what am I saying? Okay, go ahead. But when David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. Praise what the Lord, brother. That's okay. You see, David have challenged the... The man, the Goliath. But now we see distraction, discouragement. His brother was trying to discourage him. It is true, the average person will take issue with Elab's way, but David was not focused on that. He quickly responded. Verse 29 and 30. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking questions. He walked over to some other, he neglected his brother, he walked over to somebody else. Again, he was being discouraged. Your giant can come, you might share your experience with somebody. They might come up and say, oh, no, no, don't do that. Maybe you say this is what you want to do. How do you think that when you pray your sickness will go? You go to the hospital. Agree. You can go to the hospital. As going to the hospital does not mean that you'll be healed. People go to hospital and still die. But when you believe in God and pray, and God will listen to you, even if ordinary water is given to you, you'll be set free, you'll be healed. So please don't be discouraged. Again, verse 33. Saul was trying to discourage uh, David that is just a small boy. But, brethren, what happened? David did not listen to that. He didn't see that as something that would discourage him from going ahead to fight that battle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you have this type of situation, you share your experience with somebody, and that person is trying to discourage you or is trying to distract you, one thing you can do, you need to remember your experience. When you remember your experience and relate your experience, the giant will drop dead. Amen? Amen. The giant will drop dead. Hallelujah. Now, when Saul discouraged David, what happened? Look at verse 34 and 36 to 36. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. Praise the Lord. David answered the challenges by citing experience with God against a lion and a bear. So why can't you do the same thing? When people are distracting you, when people are discouraging you, why can't you share your experience? And if you don't have experience, if you're a member of this church, you share the experience of your fellow brethren on, on this altar. Many testimonies have been shared here. You can as well share that to tell them that you are serving a living God but not a dead God. Praise the Lord. But 
be careful when you share your testimony. Let your testimony glorify God. Don't let it be that because you have taken this step, that is why it has happened. I agree you have moved, moved into that direction. If God has not sanctioned it, it won't happen. That is what first happened in the life of David. He gave his personal experience. But the beautiful thing is in verse 37. Let's, brother, read. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the, the lion. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion. And the bear. And will, the bear. Will rescue me from this Philistine. Will rescue me from this Philistine. Now, that experience is shared from 34 to 36. He has now linked it with God. That he has not done it by his own power. So, whatever achievement you have made in life, wherever you find yourself, it is not by your doing. There are a lot of your classmates that you graduated together. There are a lot of your age mates. There are a lot of people that are above you that have not reached the level that you are. Even people that are better than you. When this giant comes, brethren, you need to face it squarely. You face it squarely with your experience, with what you have. So give glory to God. Let your testimony glorify God. If not, the accuser will come and accuse you. Revelation 12, 12, 11. I want us to see what it says about testimony. And they and that have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony, they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Praise the Lord. And they that overcame the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Ten is what I read before. Now, because of their testimony, they overcome who? The accuser. Because at the point of your success, maybe in the office, they were thinking of promoting you. Somebody can just come and say, no, no, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. But by the testimony that people have, that testimony will grant what God has destined you for. If you are thinking everybody likes you 100%, brother, I'm telling you, it is zero. It's not like that. Not everyone wants to see you progressing. So when you share your testimony, let your testimony glorify God. So what David is reminding us to do here is to remember that the same God who has answered prayer before, who parted the sea, who stopped the sun from setting, who raised the dead, who provided ram caught in the thickest, who has done all these things, is still our God. He's the same God. It's not changed. It remains the same forever. So whatever be that Goliath in your life, think of what you have. Think of your testimony. Think of your of, of your talent. If you know how to sing, if devil wants you to be sad, begin to sing and be dancing. With that alone, you will push him out. That is when you sing wholeheartedly. Not that you sing a little bit. Again, you get diverted. Praise the Lord. So, battle with giant can be lonely. You only will face whatever battle you have. You can have prayer partner. You can have prayer warriors. But you, if I have a load and put it here, 
and I want you to help me. If I don't do the sign of lifting it, if you are standing by me, definitely you will not. So you as the owner of the load, you as the owner of the giant, you need to start lifting it up. So facing that battle, you have to face it alone. Recognize and trust that God is a stabilizing factor. This is from 17, uh, 1 Samuel 17, 42, 47 now. David does not fear Goliath because he knows who goes before him into the battle. When you and I face our Goliath, do we have the confidence and trust in God? Do you have confidence in the God that you serve? So, you, there's need for you to build up the confidence. According to this Bible, to this story, Goliath, uh, David has just five, what? Five stone and his sling. And how many use? Only one. That's why my teachers in those days said it's a sharp shooter that he draw it and release it. She made us believe that as the stone was going, it was changing, changing to arrow, changing to fire, changing to so many things. This is the way the woman teaches us the story. So, to the extent that he told us, she told us that it hit Goliath like a magnet. He magnetized to his forehead and began to drip, drip, drip. Then, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Ibadan people are blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, whatever you have, don't use all your asthma. Don't use all your asthma. You can take a little from it and fight back. He will run away from you. Praise the Lord. David could have thought, am I not going to face Goliath with just this? But see what Goliath did. Goliath didn't know who David was. Verse 42, brother, quickly. Sneering in contempt at his ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David. Am I a dog? That you are coming to challenge with this. You can see the funniest thing. Goliath was not seeing the bigger force behind David. He could only see the sling and the small boy. So he's asking him. Verse 43. Yeah. Am I a dog? He roared at David. That you come to me with a stick. And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild Can animals. Can you imagine? Come over here. At the same time, he was inviting God. Because David, as David was going, he has been sandwiched with God. And what is the answer in verse 43? Uh, 43. Answer from I, David. Am I, uh, David replied to the Philistine. That's verse 45. You okay. come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the Amen. God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Praise the Lord. You need to act boldly in the face of every circumstances. You need to act boldly. The giant must be faced. It must be confronted. Whether your giant is present dilemma or pain, you carry right from your childhood. Or something that has happened in the past. You need to develop that courage. Begin to build up. Begin to build that courage up now. 
so that you face that giant squarely. And when you face it, you need to know that God must anoint that your talent and use it for God. Praise the Lord. David knew he would defeat Goliath because his secret is found in verse 47. What is that secret, verse 47? And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. Not with sword and spear, because David was not having that. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. You need to act. David have realized that this is not my battle, but the Lord's battle. So what is that giant that is keeping you down? What is that giant that is not allowing you to sleep? That when you wake up in the middle of the night, you begin to think. And for the next 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you are not sleeping. Release everything unto God. Give it unto God. That is what you need to do. Praise the Lord. David knew God. God's eyes weren't, God's eyes were not on the on, 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 the gi- on the giant alone, God's eyes is on the David and also on the giant. So that as David is going, the exact place that God wants him to target, God is already focusing on that. So why can't you use prayer to hit your own giant in the right place? Because if you're supposed to pray and hit your giant at the head and you are hitting him, hitting him on the leg, he can kick you out like a football. Don't give him that chance to kick you out. So, the question is this. Do you recognize what you have? My question for you today is, do you know him? That's, who is him now? The God. Not just that. Are you personally familiar with the Lord that David served? Are you fighting the battle alone on your own terms? Or in your own condition, or in your own way, or with your own strength. You need to bring that battle to God. In principle, make sure that you face your giant with God's strength, which is found where? On your knee. And pray. You bring everything before God. In fact, we are all child of authority. You command, take command with your prayer. When you take command with your prayer, God is there to answer you. Praise the Lord. Time with God in prayer and his word is the primary way to get know to him. For you to come closer to God, it means you must have time for prayer. You must have time to study his word. In fact, by the time you study, you, you, you get used to his word. Somebody is just talking to you. Anyhow, or some thought or something is happening. So it has been written. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. If you don't study the word, you cannot pronounce this. And if you know this word, that no, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. And you don't have the backup. <laughs> Praise the Lord, brethren. It is very dangerous. Let me summarize it that way. What am I saying is that when you study the word, and the word is in you. Any situation, you have, the, you have the right word to say. I remember during the discipleship training, where Claudia was telling us that every day you write something in the pocket, 
you look at it from that, you will get used to this word. Apply it. Circumstances will come. Doctor pronounce, you have few days to live. I shall not die but live to glorify the God. These are the words that you need to arm yourself with. You need to surround yourself with those words. So you need time in prayer. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly before, most gladly therefore, will I rather glorify in my infirmity than the power of Christ, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We need to bring God to our life. So when you recognize what you have in the Lord to face your giant, victory can be memorable experience. Now we are looking at 1 Samuel 17, 48 to 54. So the final analysis, it took one stone from David's sling to find the mark and fell Goliath. The stone landed in the right place. And what happened? Goliath dropped dead. And removed David and his fellow obstacle. Because immediately Goliath dropped dead. What happened? The other people, they ran away. Because they have never seen such thing in their life. They have never experienced such things in their life. And we do something in your life today that people will look at you and say, yes, what God are you serving? You will say you are serving a living God. Praise the Lord. That day, the Philistines, they find out that the God of Israel is not the God you have to joke with. So, today, I want you to remember, victory is not about what you have. It is about God's anointing on what you have. Your talent, your potential, it is God's anointing on it that can give you victory. So, brethren, there is need for you to realize what you have, bring it before God, present it to God wholeheartedly, and God will anoint it. In, my con in conclusion, Goliath will not fall unless you load your sling and go after it. Please don't go to market and buy sling because if you have, <laughs> don't, you know your talent. Develop it. David's talent is to shoot the sling. So develop your own talent as well. So do you look forward to being involved in a battle for the Lord? Can you trust that he will deliver you out of whatever you are facing? Are we confident in him? What are your giants? What is the fear you live in that dictates how you live your life? Is it the temper, bitterness, or pain from the past? It is time for us as army of the Lord to stop allowing these issues to dominate us and ridicule the God that we serve. It is time for you to know. You need to act boldly. So David has taught us how to face our giant. Now, are you ready to say goodbye to defeat and start victorious life with God? Are you ready to discover how to face the giant challenges that are facing you today? Are you ready to know the weapon that God prepared for you to claim that victory? 
Are you ready to join the battlefield? Call life and the confidence of God present. Are you ready to cut off the enemy's head? That area I jumped at. I didn't talk about it. You know, when Goliath fell, David was not having the sword. He used his own sword, Goliath's sword, to cut off his head. Now, whatever giant that is pursuing you, you have to pray and bring it down. And use the power of that giant to cut off his head completely. And when the, office, when the head is off, no more. The giant is dead completely. And I pray every giant in your life will we, we die completely in Jesus' name. Are you ready to stand firm to face your giant by the same tactics that God has given to David? Let's open our Bible lastly to 2 Chronicle 32 8. With him is an army of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battle. And the people rested themselves upon the word of Ezekiah, king of Judah. What am I saying here is that the Lord is ready to fight our battle for us. So present your battle before God. You are going to pray, Oh Lord, you are going to say, Oh Lord, as Neil of Goliath bore before David, as Neil of Goliath bow before David, so shall the name of all my Goliaths, strong men and strong women, bow before me today. Lord, the battle is for you. Continue to pray. Church, church, even as we continue to be in an attitude of prayer, let's rise to our feet and let's thank God for this, these words of encouragement that we have heard right now. Ask yourself this question as I ask it to myself. How am I facing the giants in my life. Talk to God. How are you facing the giants in your life? You know, with God on your side, does it matter how big the giant is? With God on your side, does it matter how confident your enemy appears to be? With God on your side, does it matter if everyone around you appears paralyzed and petrified? With God on your side, does it matter if the whole world tries to make you a grasshopper? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verses 9 and 10, it is thus written, you, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its furthest regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, 
for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the word of the Lord. And so with God on your side, fight every battle. With God on your side, step forward. Defeat is not God's portion, and neither is it yours and mine. With God on our side, we are on the way to becoming victors, not victims. Talk to God. Tell him that you are a victor. Tell him that you are no longer a victim. You are not going to be stepped on by somebody or something or anyone. You are going to stand firm. You are an overcomer. Tell God that because God is with you. With God on your side, who else do you want? With God on your side, your enemies will automatically diminish in size till you can see them no more. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for the words of encouragement which we heard this day, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have again encouraged us by telling us that all that appears so big and difficult in front of us is nothing when we just turn to you and trust you. Father God, we do not want to fight our battles in our strength because we have no strength. But Father, we just walk with you, Lord Father. We just want to put our hands in your hands, Lord Father, trusting you, Lord Father. And Father God, we know, Lord, that as we trust you, as we walk in your ways, as we are obedient unto you, Lord Father, you will help to crumble all those things which stand in our way, Lord Father. And Father God, we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Father, for encouraging us once again that all we need to do is look to you, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us here will have that attitude of gratitude, an attitude of turning to you in every situation, an attitude of knowing that with you all things are possible. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Father, I commit every one of us here into your hands that we will truly learn that with you on our side, there is no obstacle that we cannot overcome, Lord. We give glory to you. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day. Thank you, Father, for being with him and teaching him and helping him to teach us, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that more of your anointing will be poured out upon him. Bless him and his family, Lord Father. Every desire of their heart, we pray, Lord, that you shall bring it to pass. We commit them into your hands. Thank you, Father, once again for every one of us. And thank you, Father, for speaking to us this day. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we share the grace, just to close with this uh, announcement, it's about the PCO Missions Convention, which is ongoing. Some of you have uh, received the forms from the ushers, uh, and if you still wish to attend that meeting, which is ongoing right now, and there is a session tomorrow, please fill up those forms and return them to the ushers so that we can 
forward them, forward them accordingly. Okay, so those of you who have taken those forms and wish to attend, please return those forms to us. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you as we move out to fellowship. Newcomers, please come over to this side. We have a member of our council who will come and pray with you.